Okay, good morning, everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruch We have two amazing shurim today. And we're gonna, going to begin with Davar Yafa Bi'itai, connecting the parsha to the time of the year. And it's really remarkable. As we approach Hanukkah, we get closer to Hanukkah. The connections in the parsha to Hanukkah are overwhelming. You know, they're undeniable. It's really remarkable. And I'm going to take you to the Maramakoimais. Um, if anybody would like to subscribe to our Marmakoimais so you could get the Marmakoimais of all the Shurim and all the Devei Torah sheets and all the updates, please go to our site, rabbidg.com, and just subscribe, and you'll get all of the Marmakoimais. Okay, so Yaakov Avina wakes up in the morning. He takes a stone that he put by his head. He makes it a matzeva. He pours oil on it. The Paneach Raza asks the following question. Where did Yaakov Avinu get oil from? Didn't Eliphaz come and take and steal all of his possessions? Eliphaz command, uh, commanded Eliphaz to kill Yaakov, but Eliphaz grew up on the lap of Yitzchak. So Eliphaz tells Yaakov about his dilemma, so Yaakov says, take away all my belongings. So how did Yaakov have oil in the money in, in the morning? Didn't Eliphaz took it, take everything away? The Paneach Raza famously says that Yaakov Avinu's staff was the only thing that remained with him, like he said, This staff was hollow. Yaakov always carried it with him, full of oil, so he could learn Torah at night. The question, though, is, how does the Paneach Raza know that? The Medrash Rabbah and the Perked Rabbelezer both say that the oil appeared to Yaakov min HaShamayim. The Sefer Raza de Meir on the Paneach Raza asks this question. But be it as it may, the Shach al HaTorah says that this oil that Yaakov found was the very oil and the jug that he went back for in next week's parsha, when the Pasuk says, Yaakov that Chazal Darshan al-Tikri So Yaakov Avinu realized this is special oil. That's why he went back to get it next week before when he crossed the Yaboik. So the Shach al HaTorah says, um, where did he have this kad? This kad Yaakov Avinu put by his head. He woke up in the morning. He found a stone and there was a jug of oil and he poured oil. And when he poured the oil, it filled up again. Ooh, Yaakov knew this was a special jug. He said, I can't leave it here. You know what this jug was used for? It's the oil that the Mishkan was Nimshach and all the Kalim and the Mizbeach and Aaron, and all the kings, and it still remains Kayam, like it says, it's the jug of oil that the Isha Hatzarfis used when Elio said, Kad Hashem and this is the jug of oil of the Eishas Ovadia. And when Yaakov saw all these miracles with this jug of oil, he says, I need to go back to get it. Fine. So we still haven't arrived at our destination yet. There's an ancient sefer, it's called Berch HaShmuel. It's actually quoted by the Chida. He adds to the Shach Torah that if all of these miracles happened with this jug of oil, This is the jug that Aaron sealed that was used and found that during the miracle of Hanukkah. That's what it means by Hanukkah Ledoi Seichem. 
That's the jug that they lit for eight days to show that the midah of Hoyd was Niskan. So it comes out that the jug of oil that Yaakovinu found in this week's parsha is the jug of the oil of Chanukah. So if you wanted to know, is there any connection between Parshas Vayetze and the upcoming Yom Tif, it's as clear as day. Yaakovinu wakes up in the morning. He finds a jug of oil. This jug of oil is the jug of oil he goes back to find next week in Vayishlach according to Shachal HaToyrah. Berchashmul adds, this is the jug that was used for the miracle of Chanukah. Let's move on further. Very interesting. Now, in the Sefer Yitzira, it says the month of Kislev was created with the letter Samach. And I would say that that's not a coincidence. The Balaturim says, you know, all the names of the Shvatim do not have the letter Samach, except for Yosef. Samach stands for Satan. It's interesting. It's another example that Samach and Sin are interchangeable. Therefore, since Yosef was Sitnoi Shalesav, he's the only one with the Samach. That means the letter Samach represents our opposition to Esav. According to this, since in the month of Kislev, we read about Esav, be it Taldois, be it Vayetze, be it Vayishlach, we're talking so much about Esav. This is the month where Esav makes an appearance. So in order... Hashem had to be makdim the refuah to the makkah, and he gave Kislev the letter Samach. He created Kislev letter Samach, because since this is the month we read about Esau, we need to oppose him, and therefore, therefore Hashem created this month with the kayach of a Samach to be able to uproot Esau. And it's interesting to point out the Balaturim, um, and Parshas Truma points out, that in the Parsha of the Menorah, there's no letter Samach. That also indicates that there's no, well, the, the Menorah abolishes any Sitnoi Shalesav. Okay. Here's another interesting thing. Actually, some say this was in the ancient editions of the Seder Oilam, but I don't think it's in our edition of Seder Oilam. It's brought in Rabbeinu Bechaye from the Medrash Tadsheh. That Ruvain was born. Anybody know Ruvain's birthday? I don't understand you. How do you expect to send Ruvain a birthday card if you don't know his birthday? Ruvain's birthday, Yudalid Kislev. The remez is, and there's a remez to this. The remez is, Vatikra Shemoy Ruvain is Gematria, Arba Asar Lechoidesh Kislev. Kira Hashem Be'onyi is Gematria Yodalad Kislev. Vateled is Gematria Bechoidesh Kislev. So the birth of the first of the Shvatim, the beginning of the Binyan of Klal Yisrael, began in Chodesh Kislev, and therefore we read about it this month. Now, let's talk about the Dudaim of Ruvain. Of, of Ruvain. Let's talk about <clears throat> the Dudam of Ruvain. How so? The Dudam of Ruvain are very connected to Hanukkah. Does anybody know how? You know, the Pasuk says in Sher Hashirim, HaDudahim Nasnu Reyach V'yapesachinu Megadim The Dudahim 
give fragrant aroma. And then it says, and at our doorways are are treats. That's a remez to Hanukkah. You ready for this? Does anybody know when Vatetse Leah, when did Leah go out to live with Yaakov Avinu? Our tradition is it was Leil Shavuos. And because it says, Vayelech Ruvein Bektsir Chitim, Ktsir Chitim is Shavuos. And all the Shvatim were born after seven months and they gave birth in abridged months. Says the Saschar, that means that if if Yisachar was conceived on Shavuos, Yisachar was born in Kislev. Says the Bnei Yisachar, Yisachar was probably born on Hanukkah, and Hanukkah was established by Bnei Bina of Shevet Yisachar. So through the Dudaim of Ruvain, Hadudaim Nasnureach, through that Vial Pesachinu Megadim. We have treats at our doorways. That's Ner Hanukkah. You hear the Cheshben? It's Ayam Anoira. The Cheshben is, through the Dudayim of Ruvain, Yisachar was born. Through Yisachar's birth, we have Hanukkah. So that's the connection in Shashirim. HaDudayim Nasnu Reach V'al Pesachinu Megadim. Furthermore, you know, the whole topic of Leah is uh, connected to Hanukkah. So I have a daughter. She was born on Chaf Bey's Kislev. We named her Leah. Why? First of all, Leah, Gematria 36, 36 Neros of Hanukkah. Secondly, Leah, the Vinay Sassar says, Rashi Tevois, Laihudim Haisa Aira, the light of Hanukkah. Thirdly, who is the first one to thank Hashem? Hapam Oidas Hashem, Leah, Hanukkah's Lahoidas Ulahalel. So this, ta- this Parsha, whose main personality is Leah. She gives birth to six children. She is very much connected to Hanukkah. And you ready? Um, here's another one. This is Oyem Venoira. We've learned about this many years ago. Vayikro loy lovan yegar so hadusa v'yakov karaloy galed. Comes Megala Mukais. And Megala says, this is a wondrous remez to Hanukkah. Yigar is the year 213. Does anybody know the story of Hanukkah? How many years into the second base of Mikdash was it? The Rambam says that there were another 200 years after Hanukkah before the second base of Mikdash was destroyed. Hanukkah took place in the year 213 of the second base of Mikdash. Lavan said the word Yigar in Arami because Lavan. It was revealed to him that in the year 213 of the second Mesa Mikdash, Antiochus would come and shecht a pig on the Mizbeach. It was in the year rig. Look what he rigged on the Mizbeach. What a bad job. He rigged bringing a, a, a Chazir in the Mesa Mikdash. The Klippa of Chazir was strong. Chazir is Gematria Klippa. But Yaakov called it Galed. He was masaking it. The Mesa Mikdash is called Galed. Like the Medr says, Shehera HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Inyan, Beis HaMikdash, Shenemar Vayareu Es HaGilad, Ein Gilad, Ela Beis HaMikdash, Shenemar Gilad Li Roish Halavanai. So that is a wondrous remez to Hanukkah at the end of the Parsha. And I want to thank my dear friends, Rabbi Rafal Ansel, and 
um, Yisrael Eliezer Levi, because uh, they sent me a lot of nice ideas on Vayetze, but I didn't put their name on because uh, I'm also entitled to think of good ideas. <laughs> but I'm going to, uh, um, my friend Robert Falls sent me from the Imriyemes on the Haftarah, a very beautiful Remes to Hanukkah. Does anybody know what this week's Haftarah is uh, from? It's from the Sefer Hosea. And in Hosea we read, Okay, so this is Mamish Davar Yafa Bi'itai. This week's Haftoira, we have a remez to Hanukkah. Yifrach Kashoi Shana V'yachshar Roshav Halavonoin. Okay, so that's Davar Yafa Bi'itai. And now, get get ready for this one. Um, let me just who's this? Uh, it's okay. It's um, the Ben Levi Yitzchak. There we go. Okay. Okay, good morning, everyone. Uh, this morning, I want to share with you something a little different. We usually do the tefillah share the series. And today, I want to share with you something not on a tefillah, but on a, one of the zmirais. And the reason I want to share with you this this uh, these insights is because there's a song that we sing Friday night. It was written by Rabbi Yisrael Najara. Rabbi Yisrael Najara was one of the students of the Arizal and one of the great liturgists and poets. Actually, many of the uh, piyutim that he wrote, he set to Arabic tunes at the time, um, and he was met with a lot of opposition from the Mekubalim of Damascus and Sfas, Um the people at the time were very accustomed to singing Arabic and Turkish tunes, and they would sing their tunes with indecent lyrics. So Rabbi Yisrael Najara wrote proper lyrics so that they could sing uh, these tunes that they're accustomed to, to these lyrics. One of the very well-known songs that Rabbi Yisrael Najara wrote is Karibayn. Now, why am I talking about Karibayn? Rabbi Yisrael was uh, a Talmud of his father, Ramosha ben Levi. Ramosha was a student of the Arizal. He's the author of Lekach Toiv, not the one that you're familiar with, but um, a parish on the Torah with various reasons. Rabbi Son Najara was very captivated by the art of poetry. And he also wrote something called Zemirah Yisrael in 1586, which is a collection of 
poetic compositions set to Arabic and Turkish tunes. Rabbi Yusuf Najara was a rabbi in Hebron, but a pestilence broke out, and he then had to move to Gaza. And he became the chief rabbi, rabbi in Gaza. At the time, he met the uh, Rabbi Avram Azulai, the Chesed Li Avram, who also was a rabbi in Hebron and also fled to Gaza. But what's unbelievable is where Rabbi Yusuf Najara is buried. I just found out this morning, Rabbi Son Najara is buried in the old cemetery in Gaza. So, Be'ezus Hashem, as soon as this war is over, we have to figure out a way to daven at the kever of the author of Karibain. Now, we know a few things about Rabbi Son Najara. First of all, the Chidar writes in the Shem Agdoilam, in the name of the Arizal, that in the heavens, they value his songs very much. The Mishnah's Chachamim of Maram Chagiz says that when Rabbi Son Najara would begin to sing, the Shechina would come and all the Malachi Asharis. Rabbi Huda Ari of Modina would say, Loi come be Yisrael ki Yisrael. That's what he would say about Rabbi Son Najara. Loi come be Yisrael ki Yisrael. Now, Rabbi Chaim Knievsky has some very interesting Ha'aras on Karibayn. First of all, Reb Chaim says, we say, Angels, man, animals of the field, it's sort of out of order. Malachim were created first, then the birds, then the animals, and then man. Why first malachim, man, animals, birds? Says Reb Chaim that uh, they're listed in order of um, importance. First malachi asharis, then man, then animal, and then birds. I would ask on that, that l'chair it's still out of order. Because who's more important, man or malachim? Avada man is more important. So still tsarachion on the order over here. Irin kadishin uvnei anasha. L'chayrit should say b'nei anasha v'irin kadishin. The problem then it would be, it would not rhyme at all. Can you imagine that? You need Anosha to rhyme with Shemaya, which might be the reason for the order. Now, here's uh, the Zemer concludes, Please return to the Beis HaMikdash and to the Holy of Holies. Why specifically the Holy of Holies? Rebchaim Knievsky said, because the Ramban tells us in Shemois Parak Chafhe Pasik Aleph and Devarim Parak Yid Pasik Aleph that the main purpose of building Beis Hamikdash is a place for the Hashra Sashrina, right? That's the famous Shita of the Ramban. The Rambam says the purpose of the Beis Hamikdash is a Makaim of Karbanais, a Beis Avoida. The Ramban says it's a Makaim of Hashra Sashrina. The Iker Shrina, where is the Iker Shrina? On the Arayin and the Kruvim, right? That's what we say. 
Why do we say the Dvir is the Holy of Holies? Yeah? We should say to the Mizbeach. The answer is the Iker Makoim of Hashra Sashchina is the Hamachazir Shchina Soyletziyon is the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Be it as it may, that's why there's an emphasis on the Kodesh HaKadoshim. But Kemat all of the Zmiras for Shabbos, and here we have have a tefillah for the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. Why? Why are we dominating for the Beis HaMikdash to be rebuilt specifically on Shabbos? So Rab Chaim says one reason. I want to share with you another reason. Rab Chaim says that it has it's connected to Shabbos. Why was the Beis HaMikdash destroyed? The Gemara on Shabbos says because of Chilo Shabbos. Therefore, uh, we specifically asked for the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash on Shabbos. But I would say uh, there's another reason for that. And that is, we've we've said many times that part of greeting the Shabbos and part of embracing the Shabbos is embracing the Beis HaMikdash in Yushalayim. Because what Shabbos is in time, the Beis HaMikdash is in place. That's why the majority of the Tfilois of L'Chadoidi are a request for the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. Because the Beis HaMikdash is, so to speak, the Shabbos of place, and Shabbos is the Beis HaMikdash of time. So these are, in a way, synonymous concepts. And this is uh, this is uh, some of the interesting Ha'arais on Karibain, written by Rabbi Yisrael Najara, Rabbi in Hebron, and later Chief Rabbi of Gaza, and Bezus Hashem, one day, we should be able to go to his cover. Have a good day, everyone. Call to Agon Shabbos. I sent the Rav a link. There's an article in Arat Sheva today that a lieutenant colonel went to that Makaim and sang Kari Barn. That was his dream. And he did really? it today. Yeah, I sent the link to the Rav. Oh, great. It's still, they didn't, okay. Get the, get the uh, locales. Get the coordinates. Yeah, coordinates. <laughs> <laughs>